This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Welcome to Nerd School. My name is Loki. Welcome to the Nerd School podcast. You jerk. Salt, salt, <laughs> salt, salt, and peppers here, and we're in effect. Yeah, Indo. Do that thing, man. As soon as TBJ gets our salt and pepper, we got to jump right in because we have breaking news in the nerd world. What breaking news? Guns. Breaking news. Breaking. Are you just going to talk about your new podcast and the Give Me a Break a Verse? No, the Give Me a Break a Verse is going to be a separate. That's a history for jerks. Uh, coming soon next summer, the Give Me a Break a Verse. What is I, this? It's not any. It's the dumbest thing in the, anyone's ever thought. We're of. doing a new podcast it's where the we're going thing ever. We're going to play Dungeons and Dragons with a Give Me a Break universe. <laughs> <laughs> You have to be a character from Give Me a Break. This sounds like something I do not wish to participate in. <laughs> no, but breaking news in the nerd world, the New York City Comic Con was this weekend and oh, someone pooped, I know exactly what someone, you're gonna someone pooped on the floor at the New York Comic Con. And Art yep. Star has the details. We got this is breaking I, news. I had yeah. yeah. only thing I know is what I read on Bleeding Cool is that someone took a dump. Near the autograph line, and <laughs> someone, the person who who saw it, was asked to take a photo, and they declined because they didn't want to have pictures of poop in their phone. That's all I know. <laughs> now I the question is, nor deny whether it was true. Was that someone who was waiting in line for an autograph and couldn't hold it in anymore, then somehow managed to take a dump without anybody seeing him uh, or her? Listen, from uh, what I understand. People are able to, like, there times, like, let's say I'm at work and I'll, like, be going in the building and one area of this, this one site and, like, in the corner, I'd be like, how did that happen? Like, I back in the day, I used to work in this department store and we had a public restroom that was, like, right by the loss prevention office and maybe 10 feet from the front door. People would go in there. That's and outside, though. You're talking about outside, right? Yeah, like but homeless let me finish. People. Let me finish. Yeah. So then somebody would like, um, you guys probably did get someone to clean the bathroom because someone messed it up. And you go in the bathroom. Oh, it's in the bathroom. And it's like smeared all over the walls. And you're like, how did they manage to do that? When it comes to poop, <laughs> people can do amazing things, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, TVJ. I, this I, is I, a very I, disgusting way to start I, the podcast, I, especially I, because I said. I'm right. Gonna, I, that's, that's why like, I apologize. I thought about it. And then I'm I just trying to eat her dinner. Yeah. Uh, but we also yeah, don't know if it's a cute, if it's an adult turd or a kid. Like kids poop themselves. Like baby. It doesn't matter. Let's Here, move on. Here's some other breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Here's some other breaking news. Um, prior to the Mighty Art Star waiting for a couple of other people to pop up on this podcast, as being the greatest man ever on this podcast, aside from myself, we were uh, <laughs> we were just, you know, lollygagging, shooting the breeze. Yeah. And I'm scrolling through the old good old book of face. And I happened upon a friend of mine who posted a meme that he saw from 
some Star Wars thing. And because of this, I like, oh, I must jump on this, right? I don't, I'm I'm not I've never been a, necessarily a fan. But now, um, if TBJ is this what I'm again, seeing right now? Oh yes, yeah, yes. Taylor Swift is a Sith. A T Swizzle. Tay a Sithy. Taylor Sith. She's a Sithy. Oh yes, it it's, it's going down. It's going down. We are expanding. TVJ, it's never too late. It's well, if late. Taylor is a Sith, then Beyonce is not. Beyonce's a, yeah, Jedi, a Jedi. And that's where I, I see. You know what? It's the crazy thing. I can see her being a Jedi, all righteous and self-righteous and too good for everyone. Whoa. And the queen of all queens. Don't even start. <laughs> uh, before we get back into Captain Marvel, I do arts art graciously reminded me that can we just note that we were actually getting into captain marvel because what we did before wasn't really getting into it we just started the very beginning the very yeah we had two sentences and i'm sure andy of course i'm sure andy listened so he could know exactly where we were because he yeah of course i did of course i listened Uh, yeah um but before we get back in i art reminded me so graciously a few days ago that tbj had given me an assignment uh, which I had totally forgotten about until he reminded me, but I did my assignment. How dare you? And now I see why you gave me the assignment. And the assignment was, TBJ, do you remember what the assignment was? Did I tell you to go watch Room? No. No, you told me to do some research on the negativity oh, Brie Larson. Yeah, yeah. the Brie Larson hate Yes, and look up on the internet like what people hate. How nasty people were? and Be- how not yeah. all of her co-stars or other people in the MCU actually came to her defense, but Sam Jackson did a good job. And Don Cheadle uh, did too. Yes. Um, our boy Don Cheadle, friend of the show. Yes, uh, Joe's BFF. I've met him. I've hung out with him. And you remember his name? Yeah, we didn't meet. He overheard me not remembering his name and rolled his eyes at me. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the same as being best friends. Uh, but he, yeah, so and I was appalled at, because kind of what we were talking about in the last episode is that I didn't, I couldn't fathom what people were mad about. Cause she did. I felt like she did a great job in this. I can't get over when I think of Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. I, I continuously go back to the one moment. I just rewatched it again, right before we start recording this, the one moment when she wakes up and she's in the Kree ship and they've got her hostage, she's fighting them all. And the one growl at her and then she growls back at him. Like that moment <laughs> is perfect. Like that's why she's great. And I love her. So I couldn't fathom what anybody would hate. And I came across it all boiled down, at least for me to this YouTube video where she spoke at a, a women's awards banquet. And it was a wonderful speech. You can find out as soon as you look up on YouTube, what people are mad about. Brie Larson for it's an awesome speech she even says several times in there white dudes I don't hate you I don't hate white dudes first of all several times so I'm like what could they possibly be upset and I watched the whole speech I mean it's just the truth y'all I'm gonna say it yeah they can come for me because I can fight um (laughs) I don't have a press secretary but white men are a problem and I in general in general and they prove their point at being a problem when you went all out on this campaign, very anti this person, mm-hmm. a fiction playing a fictional damn character yeah. because men have a really hard time when women do not make their lives about 
or center men in their lives, right? They're not making choices centering men. They are not acting the way that centers men and men have an issue, which is weird. Cause then they're like, go be single with your cats. Listen, don't threaten me with a good time. Okay. <laughs> All right, my doll, my Hallmark movies. You're not threatening me if I never have to interact with another one of you again that oh. I don't trust or have vetted yeah, or Andy. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can, Andy can hang with my cat. Yeah. It's All right. My dog. <laughs> And Susie can come too. Like we're oh, fine. Susie, fine. Yes. Joe, your wife can come. I don't know about you. You're Whoa. still. On the... I'm still on the fence. Yes. Uh, and well, Art... I think what pissed me I'm off is this YouTube. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry, I just want to get up before. No, keep going. Before I, I forget just... my thought is the the title of the YouTube video that had the speech. I'm sure there's probably multiple YouTube videos that had that speech, but it was like Brie Larson's racist rant, uh, racist misogynistic rant. And I'm like, it's oh, clickbait. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you read it, and it's completely the opposite, and it's mm -hmm. and all the comments are are racist people saying she's racist, yeah, for, for calling out the fact that uh, white men get to be in everything. You know, this is yeah. you know it's time for a, a woman's voice to be and whatever you know all this stuff. And and then some of the some as I got through the internet, some of the complaints about her were just. Oh, she didn't know who Captain Marvel was before she played it. No, she didn't care about the. Yes, but how many people I don't know care about that? Yeah, how many people go into a movie? There's probably a handful of people like, oh my god, I've been dying to play this character my whole life. Yeah, the rest of them, they're actors. They get a script. That's it. And someone says, "Here's your character." They do some character research and some character study, and they go and they work with the director and they make a character. You're not supposed to know the history, whether it's a nerd movie or not. I mean, please know the history if you're playing a great iconic person and it's a biography. Yes. Yeah. Um, but other than that, no, it was just having a, an excuse, however they could, to throw hate at her in a yeah. most dangerous way. It was not your normal, I don't like this person. It was literal threats to her life, yeah. threats to unalive her, threats to sexually assault her. That That's yeah, not who, killed, and I don't even care if whatever. she was, yeah. if she was not a, person i don't love those things are not okay yeah so i i i think um dang it I lost my, oh i think the one thing that people mainly latched onto they're mad about was when she said i don't care what you i don't care what you white men say about my portrayal of I don't even know if it was Captain Marvel. It might have been something else. Maybe it was Captain Marvel, but I was like, it's, I don't care what you say. It's not for you. And that's when they were like, oh, it's not for us. Oh, she's being racist towards. Yeah, but that's like yeah. the MO in history. Let's yeah. pay attention. Um, you want to tell women what to do with their bodies until we tell you to wear a mask and suddenly we're stomping on your rights, right? right, right. That's the MO of anyone who wants to be in opposition. On a positive note, for those who are fans of Brie Lawson, I'm just going to say there's a book called Lessons in Chemistry that was just made into a movie that she stars in. And it's nice to see her in that role. Uh, it is nothing like Captain Marvel. But if you want to watch a good actress act, not only watch Captain Marvel, but go watch Lessons in Chemistry. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for that. But it did make me like her more. But it reminded me when she said that bit of the whole, remember the Lauren Hill drama when Lauren Hill was like, my music's not for white people and white people got all upset. And I was like, right. I love it still, but I was like, you can love it. But her yeah. point is like, he's not making her yeah. 
she's not deciding to do this for you. Right. And I, and I agree with her. She should it. Yeah. But her decision is not centered on your approval. And I think that's where Brie was going. Mm -hmm. Her decision to do this and the betrayal of this character for her was not based on what a dude would say somewhere. Her right. taking on this role has nothing to do with y'all. Yes, you can watch it. You can love it. You could have loved Captain Marvel when you were sure. young. Yeah. Most men didn't, but whatever. It, the thing is, there was they were looking for a reason to hate, and they took their hate way too far. Yeah. This was more than, I just don't like this film. I just don't like this portrayal. This was the most vile threats that can come out of people's mouths. And these are people who think they're upstanding citizens. Let's get it right. These are not mm -hmm. your creeps hanging out on the corner in an alleyway, right? These are people's parents. Yeah, these are right. people's doctors. These are people's pediatricians. These are regular, schmegular, intelligent people by some standards who yeah. thought that it's okay to threaten someone's life over a fictional character. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and intelligent. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I think, um, yeah, and I'm, basically she, her whole thing was like, just she was talking about the percentages of stories that are written by straight white men you know just white men you know not by people of color and there's all kinds of people being should be portrayed and they're not and it kind of remind me of all the the conversations we've had about representation and everything and then this other thing i just watched about how the jeffersons i'm gonna figure out a way to bring the jeffersons into this but how like the jeffersons was one of the first ones where it wasn't the maid or the cleaning lady it was the, the wealthy black yeah, couple it was yep. like the ones who moved on up and how different that was and i just found, came across this youtube video where they were talking about the black panthers put pressure on norman lear to write jefferson's which i had no idea and i just learned that fact i'm like ah, oh, i love sitcom trivia and history but uh just so that and lauren hill and everything just like just that she stood up and used her platform and said i don't give a shit what you say about me or who I am, but I've gotten here and I'm not going to just sit down and use this platform. And so then some of the other secondary videos were like videos of her with other Marvel cast members trying to portray it as, Oh, look how much the other ones hate her. And they'll take just a dumb conversation and like make it edit it. So it looks like they don't like yeah. Jeremy Renner it's weird. And, and, and Don Cheadle, like he's messing with joking with her, obviously. But Don Cheadle came to her defense on Twitter. It's like, this is all stupid, ridiculous, manufactured ridiculousness. Um, so I like her even more now. And then, so I think, and my algorithm must know that because I just get Brie Larson news and stuff all that. I guess I searched enough of it that I'm getting it all the time. So I thought she was great. I'm, but I ha I'm also coming from a thing of, I don't know, I've never known Captain Marvel before. But I guess that's what some of the articles I read to you and Andy, you can like, an art can, I think Art and TBJ talked about this last one a little bit, but you can come in on this, that a lot of the hate was just that they picked this Captain Marvel to be the first Captain Marvel, a female one, because there was apparently before that, there was tons of males that were Captain Marvel. And that's a, well, that's upsetting it, people too, I guess, the misogynic uh, people. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole, I mean, I'm sure it was like, oh, she doesn't care what we say. We're going to say the worst shit we can say and make her care what we say because we, everything needs to be centered around us. That's, it's all horse shit. But, but they if, but they don't, they don't think they're saying that that way. The, the people who are being misogynist, like they think they're being equal. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. They think they're fine because yeah. the world is always centered on them. So they don't necessarily think yeah. they're vile humans, but they are vile, vile humans. And when you say so, they're like, how dare you? I will attack you. But no. Yeah. What's that line when 
when you're used to privilege, uh, equality seems like oppression or something like is that. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so I guess the whole cap, but I don't know. I have my problems with just some of the stuff in the movie, like that random thing on her head that shows up, but that has nothing to do with Brie Larson. Uh, it's just like <laughs> the character. Or what I don't, is that a thing? Yeah. And the, the character of Carol Danvers, uh, had is kind of a weird history in general. Um, but, uh, I don't, I'm not an authority on it. Uh, and I, I looking at my notes, I guess I didn't really bother to <laughs> complete writing down, uh, like her whole history in particular art gave us a good like intro to it last time. He did the Andy role. Okay, cool. Um, but it wasn't really until, I mean, she had this history where, you know, she was, uh, she was kind of like a supporting character in Marvel's book, the original captain Marvel. Uh, she got her powers through some exploding thing. Like it was, called the psyche magnetron that the, the evil yon rog who is a more super villainy cree the jude law character is yeah. that got i think was a little different in comics and then she was just she was ms marvel for a while and she was always i think another layer of disgruntlement of the you know the white male the general misogyny thing is that for like decades her costume was a swimsuit when basically a thong with a sash oh. and thigh high boots and um with that yellow bolt that is now on uh kamala khan's outfit oh. as, but it wasn't until she stepped up as captain marvel and got that outfit redesigned that is pretty much what's in the movie that, and that wasn't until I want to say, you know, 2010, 20. Like, Wait, so uh, they're mad that she's dressed too much? Probably because, like, a lot of oh, well, now she's like, Manjo, you know, you yeah. we kind of we kind of touched on this last week. I mean, last yeah. episode with the whole like, oh, that's like with the Wonder Woman, they're like, oh, let's, oh, let's put her back Woman, in a bikini. You know, she's not oh, showing right. enough. Skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've talked yeah, about, we talk about you talked about the Wonder Woman pants, the whole the stupid controversy about that. that we didn't, we didn't like, beat that. Yeah. We didn't I don't beat think that. so. I don't think we talked about that. There was a, also around the same time uh, they said, let's maybe update Wonder Woman's costume and give her some pants so she's not walking around. In, 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 like uh, this. in the DC movie? Yeah, in the DC universe, in the comics. Oh, the comics. And then there was enough nerd backlash about, like, Framed under changing an iconic costume, uh, much like uh, Superman losing his red trunks and just going like a like a blue bodysuit with a little red belt as opposed to full on swimming trunks. Um, I mean, not nearly as much, but they're like, Meh! and then to the point where there was like an advanced image, like released of like a cover of like a Wonder Woman book or a Justice League book where she had pants, and then by the time the book came out, they had removed the pants. And it was just silly. And like I was like, "Yeah, give Wonder Woman some pants. That'd be awesome." And in the Supergirl TV series in CW, she had a skirt for a long time, and then like towards the later seasons, they gave her pants, and she was very excited to have pants. Uh, and it was—it's just dumb. The CW, big, yeah. yeah. Uh, or it used to be CBS, and then went to CW. The whole Flash universe, the Arrowverse. Uh, There's a Supergirl. Wonder Woman in that. No, uh, no, but Supergirl. Oh, Supergirl. I'm just Sorry. sort of. Right. Sorry, I got, I got that. lost. But, yeah. um, okay. Uh, the yeah. yeah, it's well, we all know women couldn't wear pants in the 
friggin' business world until what the eighties, you know? Yeah, they had to 70s. wear skirts and you said not only did you wear skirts, but you had to have pantyhose or stockings yeah. underneath yours. Yeah. For a very long time. Oh. When I joined when I was in ROTC in high school, JROTC, oh, yeah. we still had to wear those stockings with our dress blues. It took a long time for that to be removed. That's weird yeah. because I don't even know what those do. Like, is it like even, yeah? <laughs> I, when I started, Nothing. when I started at BPA, ushers had to still wear female ushers had to wear hose. Yeah, uh, it's dumb. I mean, in the winter, great. I do wear tights, but I'm not wearing hose the color of my stupid legs. These are so just like, my legs, dude. They, that's about. They are not. It, it implies nudity when smooth is over your blemishes, probably. So yes, but also screw the patriarchy. These oh, my no, legs. Exactly. I just exactly. meant I wore I wore pantyhose for football, high school football, to, to stay warm because it was warm under your, or maybe it was tight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the winter, that's yeah. fine. I will throw yeah. in some tights all day, but they're also they're not comfortable all day to walk around in. Hmm. I bet not. Do they even sell those anymore? Like those eggs, those leg eggs thing. I don't know if they're still in eggs, but there are still pantyhose. Okay. Um, and some people still wear them. But, you know, thankfully, Supergirl does not have to wear them anymore. Well, thank so goodness. And so that brings us to so where we did leave it. We did talk a little. We got a little bit into it just about. Did, did we talk a little bit about the previous Captain Marvels in history? Or, or like the, just the lineage of the name and the trademark issues about it. I can I do it. Like, oh, I feel like you've done yeah. that a hundred times, but and but I'd like to hear him give us a brief synopsis <laughs> okay. of the trademark issues. Okay. All right, Let's I'll, do Captain Marvel justice as we do the other characters. I'll bullet point it. Uh, the first ever Captain Marvel was from Fawcett Comics, which is the Billy Bass and Shazam version. Debuted in Wiz Comics number two in 1940, created by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck. And in his day, in the 40s, he was more popular than Superman. And you're saying Shazam version? Yeah. So we're counting the DC Captain Marvel. I'm just using the name, Captain oh, okay. Marvel. Okay. This is the history in comics here. All right. Uh, and he was the first comic book superhero to be adapted to film in the 1941 uh, serials. But then DC Comics sued Fawcett, f- claiming he was a Superman ripoff. And then uh, when superheroes started to wane in the 50s, they Fawcett kind of just stopped publishing Captain Marvel. Uh, and or in general, and uh, and then there was and briefly in 1966, this upstart comic book company called MF Enterprises created a different Captain Marvel that only lasted six issues before being shut down due to lawsuits. He was Professor Roger Winkle, an alien android in disguise, what? with a young ward named Billy Baxton. Uh, and no one thinks about this guy, but like there was a lot of. It was just a complete DC Comics ripoff. There were other people named like Dr. Fate and Plastic Man in there as well. And they were like, uh, no, we're not going to let you do that. Oh my gosh. That looks- but then in 1967, since Fawcett Comics hadn't used the character since 1953, Marvel jumped in and trademarked the name Captain Marvel and then oh. released uh, Marvel Superheroes number 12, debuting uh, Marvel. We did that. Oh, yeah. Stanley and Colin created him. Yeah, yeah, that's what Art did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Captain Mar- uh, they snapped up the rights, and DC didn't get the like, Fawcett. Eventually, licensed the rights to the actual Shazam character in 1972, but they didn't get the trademark on Captain Marvel, so they couldn't actually call the book Captain Marvel. So eventually, and it wasn't until like I want to say like 2010 or so that they finally said, "Fine." Because they they would always call it like the power of Shazam or something, because it's the wizard Shazam who granted Billy Batson these crazy powers. 
So they finally just said, we're just going to stop even calling him Captain Marvel. We're just going to call him Shazam. Shazam was a wizard originally. Yeah. But then they used to call the hero. And in, in the Shazam part, his name was like an anagram for the, like the wisdom of Solomon, the uh, strength of Hercules, or the, the or the endurance of Atlas. Uh, yeah, they and uh, Fury of, Shazam, Fury of God, they kind of break it down when they're yeah. like in their Shazam cave. They actually have a little scroll that has Shazam spelled out, and it tells right. you what each god was represented by. So um, original Marvel was a Kree soldier who defected to Earth, and then he was revamped in 1969 by Roy Thomas and Gil Kane with a new suit and a gimmick that was a nod to Fawcett's Captain Marvel, the Shazam guy, where he sort of was bonded, shares molecules with uh, Rick Jones, who was an old uh, Avengers Hulk sidekick. So like they had to switch places. They would bang these uh, mega bands together, and they would one of them would get shunted to the negative zone and the other one would exist in the world and have life or whatever. And then, so it's basically Rick Jones runs around and says, Oh shit, I need a superhero. And he goes bang. And suddenly Captain Marvel's there to fly around and do crazy things. Which not to confuse Joe, but we, we haven't, we didn't do Miss Marvel did with, we didn't do Miss Marvel did with. I don't think so, but I watched it. Yeah. Well, you know, she has the bands and that's kind of the big premise on, uh, which is what they're not calling it, but the way that they've been releasing the trailers and the, <laughs> I would have called them the common dirt sheets. Mm-hmm. But like they're saying, wow, this is called the Marvels. It is basically Captain Marvel too. Yeah, but like, that's the whole, I, I've heard that. Yeah, the stuff that's happening in that because of the bands. It's like, you know. Oh yeah, they, they're kind of doing that where they're like, yeah. keep swapping places. I didn't even yeah. make that connection until right now. Nice. Uh, that going, Hendo? Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, no, no. I'm I'm trying to just bowl through this. Uh, Jim Starlin, uh, legendary Marvel cosmic creator, uh, revamped him Marvel again, um, and wrote the death of Captain Marvel in 1982, which was this like a stunning storyline where Marvel actually died of cancer, and it was this huge uh, uh, thing where oh, they're killing off a superhero that was very uncommon. Uh, then later in 1982, Monica Rambeau, uh, created by Roger Stern and John Romita Jr., a New Orleans Harbor Patrol lieutenant and cargo ship captain, was exposed to extra-dimensional energy and could transform her body into energy. She had never even heard of Marvel, but the, for some reason, the media kept calling her Captain Marvel, so she just kind of took that name and joined the Avengers, led the Avengers for a while. In the in the comics, that happened. In the comics, But yes. she was not, at that point, she was not Maria Rambeau's daughter who was friends with Carol Danvers. Uh, I, don't, I don't know when Maria Rambeau was invented, but uh, I think they just kind of did that so they could do the period thing in the 90s and then have Monica Rambeau in the present day. Yeah, I, liked, I like it. I just yeah. didn't know if that was like a... Yeah, I don't know if she was connected. She knew Carol Danvers at all either. I haven't done. I haven't checked that out. But she was. Uh, she sort of was the Captain Marvel for a while, like the first black female superhero Marvel had going uh, for the uh, Avengers. And then she sort of uh, retired for a while. And then uh, Marvel's weird genetically created son Genesvel took it over, and uh, she changed her name to Photon. And then Janice Vell was Captain Marvel for a while and then kind of went crazy and sort of because uh, he had crazy cosmic powers on a level where he could just basically destroy and remake the universe. And then he sort of shunted an alternate dimension sister of his called Phi Lavelle, who was in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Lavelle uh, Crawford? 
No, not Lavelle Crosby. <laughs> no. So it's like he has a sister named Phi Lavelle who became Captain Marvel for a little while. And he's he kept there was a joke where he kept stealing Monica Rambeau's code names um, uh, for a while. Uh, and then it wasn't until like after that kind of faded away because Phyla kind of went through some stuff and stopped being Captain Marvel that nobody was Captain Marvel. And then Captain like Carol Danvers had a sort of speech, like a conversation with Captain America who said, look, stop being an adjunct. Take the title. He would want you to have the title. So she decided to be, actually become Captain Marvel instead of being Ms. Marvel. And uh, she got the cool new redesign and really uh, a fun new book from Kelly Sue DeConnick, I believe, was the one who sort of wrote that initial revamp series. And then she kind of took off from there and everyone that was kind of the thing. Finally, we have a female comic book writer that we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, there, there are plenty. Yeah, we just not nearly enough, lot, so. but but uh, I guess and, I guess we're talking and, about the history and, and female comic book writers of color. Oh yeah, I'm going to say women, a woman comic book writer. Something about female when we call men men and never males rubs me wrong. So yeah, yeah, the 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 misogynist cult really are big on referring to women as females. Really? Yes, oh, when we never call men men, we have no problem calling men men. Arts of male. Um, but we have a hard time calling women women. We say like, girl, female. You might art, but <laughs> historically, yeah. in the bigger global scale, uh, we've been using it to undermine women as a title. So that's just my two cents on cultural awareness. Yeah, we yeah. It depends on the content. Like, yeah, I've heard the, the a lot of times are like they they try to insist on the biological imperatives or like the biological yeah. inferiority or whatever. <laughs> Females are so. This is how females always react to things, uh, shit like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, that's it's funny. just yeah. I, I always ask people to think about if we were referring to a, a male writer, would you say male writer or would you say a man that wrote the books? So when you would not say male, yeah. but you would easily say female, just pause and think. Where is it easier to refer? The same reason we also refer to grown ass women as girls. We'd be like, "Oh, that girl over there, yep. that's a grown ass woman." I've done that. And yet yep. we have no problem saying that man over there. We do not call grown men boys when referring. Uh, we do, but it's it's not as much as women as men call yeah. women girls. We downplay it. So well, and boy, boy is a been a historically racist term mm -hmm. that people call black men. So, but so, same uh, thing with girl. Yeah, yeah white women girl, calling, gal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's so, so many ingrained shit. That's all awful. Uh, yeah, but that's why I'm here. Yeah. That's Tiffany's fault. That's why you're here. Well, Andy, I know you probably got eight million other things to say on this Captain Marvel. No, no, no. We'll, we'll thing, go but... there. We're here at Carol <laughs> Captain Marvel. She's well, got something the about Marvel. I didn't realize because I'm a dumbass. Uh, I didn't realize that Annette Benning's character was actually Captain Marvel, like Marvel, Captain Marvel, which is. They like it was Walter Lawson, Doctor Walter Lawson is Marvel, and she was Wendy Lawson. I didn't realize that that was a a gender swap thing, and that's probably what people are pissed are people pissed about her too, and that whole thing. Or probably, yeah. I mean, if they're pissed about, uh, I like the way they Dorsley. brought that in though. Like, yeah, kinda, and she's you know. a Creed defector. She's uh, she's true to the character. She just happens to not be male. Yeah, and so. I guess they figure out later that's her blood, the blue blood that Carol. Because I was really confused for a long time. With Not that. to be confused with Tom Selleck. The blue, blue bloods. bloods. Well, she had the blue blood coming. I was like, how if she's a human, 
how is she bleeding blue blood? And I think later she says it wasn't her blood. It was Annette Benning's blood, right? Or it was, no, uh, Jude Law says he, he, he gave her the blue blood or something, or he made her bleed his blood or, or is it like she needed a transfusion to survive or something like that? Yeah. Something was weird about that. I still never understood that. Because of the explosion. Yeah. I don't know if it's because, yeah. Something about the explosion. It was like, whose blood, when he was testing the, the, uh, scroll guy that was, that was pretending to be Carol. He's like, you're not Carol Danvers. Are you, whose blood are you bleeding? You know, who, how did you get the blue blood or whatever? It's my blood. And then he, shoots her whatever anyway we'll get to that <laughs> all right we all ready right. to jump in let's actually jump in and First actually off, so, the actual so while, conversation you, earlier while you guys was was talking um i went and i figured out where we left off at we left off the part where they were going on a mission to get solar yes yep all right, I, let's I had yeah i had highlighted the fact that she she just had talked about she went to supreme intelligence and she said, it's supposed to be represented by somebody who means a lot to you. I don't know, even know who that woman is. I've never seen her before because her memories are fucked up. Um, and then, yeah, so Star Force arrives on the planet Torfa to find Solar. And they spot it, which is a dumb name, I think. Uh, they spot it. Oh, that's the Cree naming convention. Marvel, Solar, Atlas, Yon Rog, Min Irva. They spot a group that appear to be inhabitants. But the others soon discover their Skrulls, who are noted shapeshifters. A battle ensues among the Star Force gang and the Skrulls, with Min Irva managing to snipe a few Skrulls in the midst of the battle. Carol. Uh, Min oh. Irva, uh, yeah. inc- incidentally, uh, my, which my computer is lagging right now. Uh, Min Irva is a Cree, right? Blue lady? Yes. But uh, the woman playing her, uh, I think her name is Gemma Chan. Uh, later oh. plays another MCU character in the Eternals movie. Wait a minute. You can't play two uh, MCU characters. Cersei. Maybe hey, not the hey, joke. If but... one of them. Hey, been done. All I'm going to say. All I'm going to say. It's Loki. Oh, go ahead. yeah. It could be a variant. Now, I won't say that. Probably but I'm just saying this one isn't Cree. This one's not blue. Oh, why do you care about the skin color, Andy? <laughs> Min, I... Min Irva. When I look up Min Irva on IMDb, I get Mini Driver. <laughs> Captain Marvel. I got to put in Captain Marvel. Uh, do we want to take a quick side thing and talk about every role the actress who played Minerva has been in in other movies? No, we, no, we do. don't. Well, first of all, <laughs> no. This is not the Joe Verse podcast. Gemma Chan, yeah. It's not. Not yet. One day you can have your Joe Verse podcast, not this one. You want to talk about what high school Gemma Chan went to? No. Stop. No, I'm not. Move <laughs> forward. Keep going. We're going to actually talk about this movie. Yes. Uh, she, yeah, so she sniped a few scrolls. In the midst of the battle, Carol comes across who she thinks is Solar and tries to rescue him, but he's really a skull leader, Talos, played by Ben Mendelsohn. Talos. Oh, Talos. Is it Talos? Mm-hmm. Played by uh, Orson Krennic from uh, Star Wars Rogue One. He's also in The Dark Knight Rises. Wait a minute. He's across all fandoms. I just watched the movie not too long ago with him and uh, the the woman who uh, dated 
Aaron Rodgers for a while. I forgot her name. Danica Patrick? Kayleen Woodland. No. Um, the, the virgin Taylor. girl. Taylor but um, she, uh, the movie oh, was, she it was weird. Olivia the Munn? Movie was, no. The movie was no, based it's Shailene. It was based in Baltimore, but it clearly looked like they was in Los Angeles, but they was Baltimore. Somebody's crazy. budget didn't really have enough money. <laughs> I'm so glad you told me that guy ahead, was Taylor. the guy from Star Wars. Talos was, I didn't, I knew I knew his voice from somewhere, but I couldn't place who that guy is. Uh, anyway, it so he captures uh, Brie Larson, uh, Carol Danvers, but we don't know where she's Carol Danvers yet, right? There was Veers at this point, and we find mm-hmm. out why she's Veers later, which is cool. Uh, the scrolls tap into Carol's mind where she has brief flashbacks, and this is the part. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can, can I say something? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Real quick. You say anything you it, want as long as you take your shirt you off. Say, you can say whatever it, you want. You think Veers, you find out how she's Veers is cool, but you hate Hawkeye. Go on, continue. Because Hawkeye. Have you seen that? No, SNL I don't skit? want to go on this Hawkeye hate, Joe. I just forgave you two <laughs> seconds ago for this, and I already told you today you're on a thin line. Have you seen the SNL skit where Clint Barton was actually the guy who was actually on SNL, and they just no. rip on that him. was it was it was Clint Barton and not um, Jeremy Renner. It was Jeremy Renner, but he plays Hawkeye <laughs> in SNL. And they all just talk about what a dumbass idiot he is. He's just a dumb guy with arrows, and he's like, oh, "I'm out of arrows." We're like, "Get out of here, you idiot! You can't do anything." Okay, that's why. The scrolls tap into Carol's mind where she has brief flashbacks of herself flying a jet as well as her as a child participating in a drag race that left her injured and had her father yelling at her. Also with another woman who appears to be her best friend and she gives her the high sign. And for one second, Marie Rambeau turns blue in that memory. Uh, I had to watch that like four times. Like, wait, is she a Cree or is that just the Cree screwing with their, or, the, or somebody screwing with the memories or what? But uh, the scrolls mess with the memories, but I was totally confused at this point. I was like, "Who the hell is she, and how is this? What, what, you know, what's happening?" Um, the scrolls then find the memory of Carol with a woman she keeps seeing in her dreams, as the scrolls seem to know who she really is—the woman that she sees as the supreme intelligence, who she says she doesn't know. And then a look at her name tag. We all know her as Annette Benning from Designing Women, and a look at her name tag. Designing reveals- Women. <laughs> That's just Joe being dumb. Sorry, that's just me doing it. Last time I just, that was a callback. Oh, okay. Sorry. She was he didn't. He didn't know who Annette Benning was. I couldn't remember what she about. was in. No, or, you couldn't think of her at all. Like, at no, all. I, I knew her, but I didn't know what she was from. But uh, Field of Dreams is that the most famous movie we decided she's from? American Beauty, the one that won all those Oscars. Yeah, and we said that, but why, I don't why are we cherishing this movie where Kevin Spacey creeps on a teenage girl. Right. Why did we watch that movie? Well, we uh, later learned Kevin Spacey is indeed a creep. Yeah. So. Who's writing that movie? Oh, you know, I could go on and on about a system built with creeps, but on to, on yeah. to this. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they want to know who she is and they make her relook at her name tag, reveals her to be Dr. Wendy Lawson, who we just talked about as Marvell, is a the gender swap Walter Lawson from the comics. Um, so were, did nerds, did you nerds at this point, you guys know who that everyone knows Walter Lawson and right away nerds get like big excited that Lawson's name or not, or we don't necessarily. I honestly don't really know Walter Lawson. Oh, okay. <laughs> and if, if I did, why, why would the excitement 
I don't know. I guess you're like, oh, I know who this is. I know something you know. And I can't like, even uh, look it up and pretend. You right think now, I, nerds have shit. like a Maybe they surprise factor, or they do. Factor. They get that Not all the time. They get nerd flashes over everything. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a worker. Wendy Lawson is a worker on Project Pegasus, but Carol doesn't remember the name or who this woman is to her. Then Carol breaks free of her holdings and, and escapes. And this is the fun, uh, this is the exciting part. I love this where she beats the shit out of everybody, uh, fighting off every scroll in her path. She comes uh, across an escape. And this is a part where she like growls at him and she's funny. That's what I love about it. She's funny and she's not intimidated or nervous at all. She knows she's going to beat the shit out of all these guys, even with those damn things on her, on her hands. And she's kind of like, Hey, any of you guys know how to get this stupid thing? And she's surrounded by him. She's never worried or anything. And it's like she just shows her badassery. So I thought Brie Larson, I was this whole time, I was like, what could people not like about Brie Larson? She's completely nailing this at this point. It's something about those captains, right? Because, I mean, Steve does kind of the same thing when he's on the elevator. Like, whatever, you know? Oh, yeah, he's on that elevator. I'm going to still kick their asses. Captain America. Cap- yeah, you guys might want to. Yeah, what does he say to him? Like, you guys might want to. Um... Before we get started, yeah, before we get, to get off, everyone wants to get out with that. Yeah, so she's yeah, she's kind of like that. They do a good job of making these guys badasses. Um, she comes across the escape pod and flees from the scrolls. And I think the only thing at that point, like that one point where the building had the big hole in it, she was like falling out, hanging on, and her like helmet automatically came on. I was kind of like, well, why does she need to get escape pod if she can just do that helmet thing? But maybe she hasn't. Figure that part. Well, out. I, I got from that. I mean, she too. can't fly uh, yet. Yeah, she yeah. She can fly until right. that's a big thing in the end of the movie where. Oh, she, she doesn't know that yet. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Watch it too many times. But the helmet came on out of nowhere. The, I mean, that part is part of the uniform, I guess. But oh, gotcha. Okay, uh, it's it probably it probably yeah we see her like an atmospheric change. So let's protect. Yeah, and they're doing this I whole thing where and, that, uh, and because I read issue number twelve of Marvel Superheroes, their helmets. I like as like it's one of those things where this probably would have been one of those nerdy things. If it may may have could this could possibly be remember this could have possibly been an Easter chicken, right? Because like in that issue of Marvel Superheroes number twelve, you know he had to put his helmet on every hour, or he couldn't breathe in Earth's atmosphere. Uh-huh. So you know her helmet always popping up, and the fact that she I can tell already hated is probably. <laughs> Well, kind I don't of like yeah, a I don't like the dumb Easter chicken to Roman the whole Emperor Captain thing Marvel thing. Yeah. Right. I just that thing on the top of like I've never understood what those were for in the Roman times either, but um I don't know. But anyway, that's the only problem oh. I have with it. Uh it's high fashion, Joe. High fashion. <laughs> well, I guess I've established with enough other characters in Marvel that like costume bits just appearing is fine, you know. We've, We've done that with several other Iron Man. Yeah, although apparently there's uh, <laughs> some people are annoyed at that, like sick of the whole like the nano transformation kind of thing, and yeah. I think it, they just think it's a cop out or too easy or something like that. Kind of, like don't kind of like the variant thing in the Deborah Joe Rupperverse. This is the cop out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Okay, but continue on. So she gets an escape pod, and the pod makes its way towards Earth where Carol crash lands in a blockbuster video store. And at this point, I was like, oh, no. My When I first saw this, I was like, my heart sank because it reminded me. I had flashbacks to 
the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren. Oh yeah, which which I loved it. So shitty and terrible. It was supposed to be great. I couldn't wait for this live action He Man. And then they ruined it by happen- having him come to Earth. It's like, He-Man doesn't come to Earth. He-Man's on Eternia. <laughs> and then he comes to Earth, and it's all stupid and crappy and dumb. So when she comes down to the blockbuster, I'm like, oh, no. They're going to ruin this because she's on Earth. But it they didn't, I don't think. Uh, it was great. It was set in the 90s. A blockbuster was very nostalgic for me. Reminded me of high school. Uh, and so she goes through the blockbuster and, you know, Jumping Jack Flash is a movie behind her. So now Whoopi Goldberg is part of, and John right Lovitz stuff. are part of the MCU, are the right stuff. Yeah. So, right stuff being a movie about kick ass pilots and stuff. Yeah. So that makes sense why that was the featured one. But or was I that paused... astronauts? They were astronauts, right? I think they were yeah, pilots. Right stuff. Right? They were astronauts. They right were? stuff was astronauts. Oh, astronauts. Yeah. Which makes sense because she's a, yeah, she's a cosmonaut or whatever. Uh, but I, I pause on <laughs> Not every... a Russian astronaut. <laughs> that's a cosmonaut is a Russian astronaut. Yes. That's you're why a, Cosmo the a... dog is named Cosmo. <laughs> also, that tells Russian, me that you're listening dog. to the Astronauts. last ladies who rock because uh Lauren does do a bit about Russian astronauts being called cosmonauts, yeah. aka cosmetologists. Oh Jeff. yeah, I did hear that. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh I did well I thought they were synonymous. I thought it was just a Russian whatever. No, um, are you kidding? We can't be. They have their name. We have our name. We can't be the same. Well, Cold you know, uh, Russian cosmonauts had a tradition of urinating uh, on a tire of the the shuttle before they got on it. And the first female cosmonaut did the same thing. She dropped trial and pissed right on the tire before she got on. In the... That's an interesting tradition to have, yeah. but go for it. Yeah, that's, it's an ill tradition. It's a... Yeah, it's a Russian tradition. We're at the blockbuster. Blockbuster. Oh yeah. So I I paused and looked at all these movies to see what films are part of the MCU now. So Whoopi Goldberg is now a part of it. John Lovitz was in Jumping Jack Flash, so he's part of. Phil Hartman is part of the MCU. So just so you guys know, but she's in the blockbuster. Oh, and of course, True Lies because she shoots the Arnold Schwarzenegger True Lies poster. Um, she steps out and finds a man. To direct her to a Radio Shack. Where can I get? Where are your communication devices? And he points to Radio Shack. That was a funny moment. Um, the communications equipment, and then she, because she needs to make contact with Star Force, and so she figures out how to connect it to a phone. And meanwhile, are we saying Talos? Talos. And a few of his scrolls arrive on Earth, and disguise themselves as humans to blend in and. Uh, so that's... Who does it better, Scrolls or Transformers? Da, 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 da. What are you saying? Who blends in better? Well, you know, like Transformers. Usually, what they'll do is they'll they'll scan, you know, Earth vehicles. So I was like trying to. This is more for Joe. Like, who does it better, Transformers oh. or Scrolls? I don't. I wasn't as big on Transformers, so. But it was cool that the scrolls turned into those surfer people. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And we should probably look up the actors who play the surfer people and find out what they've been <laughs> what sitcom they've been on. But the next morning, Carol contacts Jan Rog to inform her what she knows about Lawson. But soon she's found by Nick Fury, a young Nick Fury with his impossible hairline. Samuel Jackson and, he's, both and his rookie agent Colson. Eyes, both eyes, and rookie shield operative Phil Colson, played by Clark Gregg, 
who has not been seen in the movies since he got killed off in the first Avengers movie, oh. and uh, but has been starring in Agents of Shield ever since then. Yeah, and he's been a life model. De- we need life model decoys in the MCU. Why don't we have LMDs in the MCU yet? Uh, Tony back? Stark joked that about life model decoys. He did at, at one point. Uh, I think it was the first Avengers movie because he's so, trying not to answer the phone. You've reached the life model decoy of Tony Stark. How do you guys feel at this point when we get the young Sammy J and the young uh, Clark Gregg? Sure, are, why not? Are, are you guys? I mean, feel like Sam Jackson had job? that hairline in in the in the early nineties. <laughs> I just kept staring at it thinking, God, something's <laughs> off with Sam Jackson. Right. I have to remember that he is younger here, and so they had to CGI a little bit. Um, but the whole time I stare at him, I go, God, something's just off. And it's just because I'm so very used to Sam Jackson as is that mm. it's really hard to see him aged back a few years. Right. It's almost yeah. like when you see Morgan Freeman before Lean on me. Like you're kind of thrown right? up. Right. Because, like, in your mind, Morgan Freeman has it's always, always been, been old. Morgan Freeman. Right. Well, and Samuel L. Jackson all, seems like he always has a receding hairline, even in, like, do the right thing and stuff. Like, you know, yeah. it was still bald. Like, it never, it never seemed like it was that long. I'm sure maybe when he was really young, maybe it was. Maybe, was but young. it's weird. It's weird to see. Yeah, it's weird how good the aging process, even Colson, like, looks young. Oh, I won't know that I was happy to see Colson because I was very sad when he died. Um, so I was like, oh, yay. He's he's here again. Because we get to looks, live in that. But he still kind of looked old to me. I don't know. He still didn't look as he didn't look as young as Samuel Jackson, but it was it's neat how I, they can do that now. They can make yeah, it. Yeah. Although you can see and Marvel does it surprisingly well, but if if you watch him a little bit, he still kind of moves like an 80-year-old man or whatever he is. Uh, Who, can, Sam, Sam Sam Jackson, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like yeah, he doesn't Sam's have like something about him. Seventy-five, he's not eighty. Didn't he eighty? I thought he was eighty. He's not eighty. I think we talked about this once, and we were all trying yeah, to. It was his birthday oh. when we did an episode. Yeah, he's seventy-four. Never mind. Now you take that back. All right, I take it back. <laughs> you need. A I like how you guys decide that there's a massive difference between seventy-four and eighty. <laughs> yeah, six years. Oh my god, take is. it back. It's like twenty years. Y'all, For some people, years. it is. Some people it's in their mind, once they hit a certain age, they're like, oh, I'm 50. Uh, okay. Listen, I'm going to be living it up until I'm 101. Whoa. And then what happens at 101? I don't I know. That's the longest that. I've ever had. My great-grandma lived to 101. So she I did? Wow. What was her What was her uh, answer? Did she drink a, a drink every day? No, she just lived. She ate Southern food. She did have a lot of superstitions. Okay. They are like, old southern superstitions they weren't really about aging just in general southern superstitions but she did not change her diet she did not uh do anything and she passed from old age she didn't have a lot of issues that other people had she lived in her own own home she didn't go to assistant living good Um, she was just I think when we had our 100th birthday, we realized she was technically older than the town was established. So wow. I am just trying to keep it up like Grandma Katie, 101. I just read somewhere the oldest living person lived to be like 122 or something. And they they're, they stopped smoking when they were 117, I think. it's like, But they only smoked one cigarette a day. They had one drink and one cigarette every day at 4 o'clock, like a, a whiskey and a cigarette just one 
And that was their key is just like anything in moderation. So there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, where were we? Oh, before uh, Colson. The phone call with Sam and, and Fury. Colson. Yeah. That's a fun bit. I love that. I love the little back and forth with them. Before they can question Carol about her arrival, a scroll fires at Carol and she fires back. She then chases after the scroll, making her way onto a train where he takes the form of an old woman. That was a whole fun action bit where she's beating the crap out of an old woman. Everybody's like, what are you doing? Uh, That's funny. And I do have the biography of that old lady um, in every show she's been on. Uh, no. That now. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Stan Lee is cameos here. He's on the train reading Mall Rats. Oh, uh, speaking just apropos of Stanley cameos, I just learned uh, today that this is back in Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, when they're planning to give Steve Rogers that medal ceremony, and he ducks out, and then it cuts to uh, uh, Stanley in a military uniform, and he says, "I thought he'd be taller or something like that." The guy sitting next to Stan Lee is Reb Brown, who starred as Captain America in the shitty 70s Captain America. Oh, the yeah. oh that's cool. Motorbike. I did not know that because I couldn't recognize that guy. I think I knew guy. that. Because yeah. I think when we when like, uh, I think we was talking about that old Captain America or something. I think I seen the shit when I was trying to find the actual movie because I want to watch mm-hmm. it. So now we know that Stan Lee is reading Mallrats because he was in Mallrats, right? Yeah. So, and uh, a big thing of Mallrats is one of the characters runs a comic book shop and meets Stan Lee and is so excited to talk to him and just keeps asking him gross questions like, is the thing's dick made of rock? And, <laughs> and shit like that. So uh, that's a spiral. I don't know. You can try to figure out how, how that makes any sense. Well, all, all that matters is we now know Shannon Doherty is part of the MCU because she's in Mallrats. So, well, Bruce we Willis is also a part of the MCU. Because Samuel Jackson was in Die Hard with the Vengeance. There we go. Well, boom. And, and Bruce probably... Willis is in Moonlighting. Yes. Boom. Moonlighting <laughs> is now part of the MCU. And Moonlighting is now on Hulu to stream. And it may seem like a show from 1985 wouldn't hold up, but so far, it holds up. I'm only two episodes in, but. Uh... Me too. Yeah, I've got like the first three seasons on DVD. You do? Them for a while. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna that'll come in handy for our moonlighting podcast that we're gonna start. How many podcasts do you need, Joe? Eight hundred and seventy-one. What okay. a random number! Yes. Uh, Joe believes that anything he thinks of uh, should be <laughs> something he can talk about, and that needs to be recorded and put onto the internet. Yes, content. All your you want to record all your thoughts yes. that ever pop into your head. <laughs> Just to give me a break of verse, where. Uh, Dolph Sweet. Uh, all right, all right. Let's not tangent. Okay. No tangenting. Carol boards the train uh, and spots the scroll as she noticed the same old lady already leaving the train. So she knows that's the scroll. And that's how she starts to beat the shit out of the old lady. But the other passengers are more concerned about Carol assaulting an old woman and they're, uh, than they are about the old woman fighting back with impossible moves. Uh, the scroll gets away before Carol can catch him. Fury, who is already in pursuit of Carol, finds that uh, the Coulson in his car is really a scroll in disguise as the real one was left behind the blockbuster because he's calling him. He's like, sir, I'm here. <laughs> you know, 
I, I'm, I'm here, sir. Uh, <laughs> so the scroll attacks Fury, and he swerves into the path of a bus so that it can kill the scroll. And Carol does manage to find a crystal with extracted memories on it, and she continues to conduct her own investigation. So uh, that's cool. She's figuring out what these memories are. What you know, she's trying to find that out. Fury oh. brings the scroll body back to Shield for an alien autopsy. 90s reference. Yeah. Remember that band? Yeah. What do they sing? Uh, Alien Autopsy, probably from the album Alien Autopsy. Didn't they do the, isn't that the band that did the cover of Annie? Uh, That's Alien Ant Farm. Alien Ant Farm. Dang it. Okay. Anyway, I thought it was a band. It might actually be a band. I'll look it up. Anyway, Fury brings the scroll body back to S.H.I.E.L.D. for an alien autopsy where they all take a look at the scroll's wiener. <laughs> did you get excited when they did that, Joe? That was a fun part. You probably did. Yes, because now we have a reason for TBJ to talk about wieners. No, we don't need a reason for TBJ to talk about said thing. Alien autopsy. Wiener? Alien autopsy is a Ukrainian metal, death metal band. Ah, okay, I knew they were. What songs do they sing? Uh, they sing. Uh, let me look at some. And what are the band members' names? And what high schools do they go to? <laughs> I don't know about their uh, high schools. Uh, it's Sean Alien, Gray Alien, Stan Alien, and Damien are their names. Wow. Anyway, Talos is in disguise as Director Keller, and he takes a moment to quietly mourn his fallen scroll comrade. Pause. Yeah. This right here. Um, is definitely an Easter chicken. Unpause. Okay. What? Uh, what? What's? Oh no! It's not no an Easter chicken. See now, Easter chicken. This is an Easter egg. This is an early Easter egg, which I guess technically is an Easter. Yeah, it is an Easter chicken. Easter chicken may or may not become an Easter egg. So, like, yes, this is an Easter chicken. But continue on. But in what way? Like, well, and later on, later on. This this happened. This, it's an in this movie, not in this movie. Later on uh, in the MCD. Well, can you just say it? Because I'm we're gonna forget by the time we get to. Well, it. basically, I won't forget. Right, we'll forget that we talked about. But this. It, 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 you it, 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 forget everything. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a big plot point, and I it know is? I know Ando won't forget, and TBJ won't forget. Oh, so you guys are all point. aware of that? I'm the only one who's not aware of this. No, that, 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 I, no, I don't think they are. But it is a big plot point. I think he's saying once we know it, we'll go, oh. It is a spoiler. What is? What What are we talking about here? The fact that Talos is in disguise as Director Keller. That Talos mourns. And he's mourning his scroll. scroll. Right. The scroll that died. That was... was, Right. It it is is a... a, To to quote the asshole, it is... Oh, wait. I think I know. Because doesn't his wife die in combat or something? Or no? No, that's not fair. Never mind. It has nothing to do with this movie. Okay. It has something to do with stuff that happened in this movie, but it's it's later on. It's like I know where you're at. It's you know. in the Secret Invasion series where it comes exactly. Oh, that's, that's what art, loves. art always talks about. So, which is fine. When we get there, Art will not forget to remind you of this Easter chicken coming up. I promise he won't. It'll, it'll hatch. Like it's hatching, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Keller Talos convinces Fury. To find Carol and work with her. And Carol finds a map and steals a jerk's motorcycle to continue her search for Lawson. And the guy's like, hey, 
why don't you smile, honey? Like talking about the misogyny. Uh, yeah, that's standard. Um, yeah, that was kind of a fun, like, fuck you to that guy when she steals his motorcycle and the clothes that were from the rack. She comes across a bar that had some places in her, had some place in her memories. And she asked the bartender about Pegasus, to which Fury steps out to reply, that is classified information. And Carol and Fury prove to each other that they are not on opposing sides, so they can team up and give each other the answers they seek. That's kind of a fun little bit in the bar um, where those two are becoming friends and allies. Um, and she destroys the jukebox just to prove. Like, what does that prove? Scrolls can't do that. Oh, okay. How does he know? Yeah, how do you know they can't do that? Yeah. Uh, that was kind of funny. He took our word for it, but that's why I love that he'll just like he's like just trusting her, and he's got that that vibe. Um, um, yeah, he's uh, his trust comes more easily in his rookie yeah. uh, days, and then uh, which is a far cry from the you know the whole paranoid uh, spy master he becomes later. Yeah, debate about the oh, what was the project where. The, Winter Soldier, where they're going to just eliminate a lot of threats before they even happen. Yeah, the um, isn't that a movie That's with Tom Cruise too? The uh, Minority Report, Minority yeah. Report, where they're like, oh yeah, um, it was a good movie. Hugs. It could have been great without hugs. Tom Cruise, but it was a good movie. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, is that a Tom Cruise compliment? But no, you had to get the big. No, it's not a compliment to him. The movie was good. Anyone could have done that role. And it was TV, just good writing. And the TV- in the TBG verse, TBG verse, <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise does it again. Every movie that Tom Cruise was in is replaced with Chris Evans or Chris Edwards. Yes, that is, that is, or Cheeto, um, or Mac. Or Cheese. Yeah. Or Cheese or the Mac. It's fine. Uh, it doesn't need to be Tom himself. Well, what about now. Hiddleston? What about Hiddleston? I mean, listen. And Adam Driver. I don't know if I want Adam Driver. I do love Adam Driver, but I don't know. I love him as him, not as Kylo. Um, not as a character. Yes. I Listen, if you ever doubt, again, I'm just going to point this out for any listeners who want some good eye candy. There are pictures of Adam Driver in an ocean with a horse, and it is... <laughs> It is everything Some would say that, that you are looking for. Some would and say that there's pictures of uh, what's his face name? I can't think of his name right now, but he's on the horse with no shirt. Um, uh, I know what you're Russian talking about, President. and it's not the same. It's not the same, okay? There is a moment where you're like, damn, Adam. And then when I sent you that TikTok of him just walking, uh, oh, it is delicious. Oh, okay, but, I don't know. But he's not as delicious. Tom He's not as delicious as Tom Hiddleston. Like Tom Hiddleston is delicious in a different I, way. I'm watching Loki. Tom Hiddleston is like his hair is flowing, and it's almost like all you hear are like, like, like the, the music that you hear in your head is beautiful. There's two. <laughs> so Tom Hiddleston is very much any bi person's like, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, yes, that is Hiddleston. Um, Adam Driver is the geek who turned hot. Like <laughs> he was always behaving. He was in JROTC, and then one day he walked out, and you're like, "Damn, Adam, that's Adam." Like in he that had a picture. late, a late bloom, right? It's like the episode bloom. of yeah, when Millhouse became cool because his parents got divorced, and he was broody. <laughs> <laughs> that's Maybe that's what it is with Adam. But you're like, yes, 
And I never was like Adam could get it until I saw them pictures in the ocean. <laughs> the horse I line. just yeah, you, everyone, you have to stop and Google Adam Driver ho- horse ocean, and there's a million of them. He's even swimming with the horse at one point. It Tr- looks, shirtless. but is he not yummy, Joe? Is he? You could admit I am jealous <laughs> of his his uh his pecs uh, for sure. So they're, yes, they're like all of that. They're like manhole covers. Cruise. He's got like two manhole covers as his, his pecs. How are they so? large he doesn't look like he's that big anyway uh i think this is a good spot we've been talking for at least an hour uh and when the next we'll pick up when they go to the facility for project pegasus using fury security clearance and we get his beeper and everything which will uh, which early on we'll get the beginnings of a couple of more easter chickens okay um, we'll get the easter chickens we'll end here tiffany has officially pulled up um, Adam Driver horse ocean pictures to soothe herself. Wait, 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 uh, but check this out. Wait, the world wait, wait is on it. fire. Wait for it. Wait for it. Now picture him with Kyle with helmet on. No, no Kylo Ren references here. That's not the Adam we love. Well, I gotta get helmet. That's sweet, sweet helmet. I want to give props again because the the description I'm using for this, the general description, thrown in some of my other things, but general description is again from the moviespoiler.com. Uh, a guy named Jeremy put this on there with some of the funny quotes in there. Um, so I just want to give props to Jeremy from the moviespoiler.com. Uh, but yeah, we'll leave it there and we'll pick back up at Project Pegasus when they're getting into the the um investigation. Getting yeah. into the nitty gritty. And we'll yeah. So again, I love this movie. I'm watching it, I think, for the maybe the fourth time, possibly. Um because because of Brie Larson, almost in spite of those fucking assholes, like it makes me want to watch it more. Now I'm gonna tell. Here's your another homework assignment. Since okay. you are go watch Room One if you just oh. but be emotionally ready. Say um, what? Watch what is it called? Room. 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 Yeah. That's where I mean she's good in everything, but that's an emotional show. It's called movie. Room. Room. Not the room. Just Room. Just the room. room is that ridiculous ass movie starring what's his nuts, who uh, uh, which is legendarily bad, and uh, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Tommy Wiseau. Never heard that of is that. the room. That is dumb piece of shit movie that everyone sort of ironically liked for a while. All right, is this room. a horror movie that I'm going to be watching? What is this? What kind of a no? Movie? Oh, I don't watch horror oh, movies. Oh, drama film. Is the drama? Am but I, I cry? Watch- Maybe I want you to get some beer, but I want you to really see Brie Larson, right? So watch oh, that. Really and see and her, Joe. Am I gonna fall really in love with her? her? You should. Um William H. Macy's and then like I said, her new TV series is out now. It just I think it premiered last week or the week before, Lessons in Chemistry. And she also briefly was Abed's girlfriend in a couple episodes of Community. Abed oh, <laughs> Brie Larson was? Yeah. Oh, but I want you just to go dark watch hair and her. glasses, but it was Brie Larson. Yeah, go watch her room. I'm pretty sure she was nominated for an Oscar. I just want you to watch the talent that is her to really drive home the stupidness of the anti her. Okay, because that girl is so damn talented. Okay, that woman. Correction. Uh, am I gonna cry? Is it a downer movie? Am I? Gonna, am I gonna be? A, no, there's there's you know uplifting stuff. Mm, I don't know about uplifting. If I cry, uh, TBJ, I will be yelling at you at work. She survives. How about that? Oh, you spoiled spoiler. it. You spoiled it. No, I need you to know that much so you can get through it. But I really want you just to watch it for her acting because 
And, and and can I say this? Can I say this? Uh, probably have some Kleenex because TBJ suggests movies yeah. that will have you choking back. Right? I can't tell man. you. Oh, it's a great movie. But I, I like to process my emotions. Back. I so, cry in commercials sometimes. Just have some clean. Like she had, I forget the name of the movie, but she didn't tell me. She didn't forewarn me just how deep the movie was. Wait, what did I tell you to go watch? Uh, the one with Courtney B. Vance and his oh, wife yeah. dies of cancer, which yeah. I was not expecting right. to happen. Oh, uh, poor art star. Right. Listen, right. If, if I'm telling you a movie is good, do know that I tend to lean towards drama or family con flicks and movies. Um, I'm either there or I'm in like frat boy humor, 40 year old virgin territory. Or the Hallmark. Those are my two. Or Hallmark. Right. So I would say once you my did, palate cleanser. That's, that's my palate. Once you watch Room, you know, just cue up something or the Hallmark. Yeah. Probably to bring you back. So we still have to pick our Hallmark movies for uh, the in-between. If we We're not Hallmark moving. You weren't there. We we have an assignment for that. Oh, okay. We've chosen. Well, we've we've narrowed down. We are. I thought we were doing Hallmark movies. We're it's, doing holidays. Oh, holiday, yeah. But it doesn't oh, have to be. That's why Art was talking about the Flintstones and the He Man Christmas special. Yes, holidays. Okay, well, TBJ's got to go to bed. Did you did you finish eating TBJ? I did. I'm gonna eat a snack and then I'm gonna lay down. Because ah, I'm an old lady. Old we are old. I'm old too. I gotta go to sleep. And Art's gonna sing us out. Wait, where where do we stop? Where do we leave off here? I just said we're gonna pick up. We left with, off with the, so brotherly. I just the said Project Pe- Pegasus. Yeah, we're gonna pick up when they go to Project Pegasus. Investigate. <laughs> I feel like Andy zoned Using out. Fury like, security clearance. and about the room. They're room. at the bar. They're friends. They've got a plan now. They got to investigate. Okay, we're gonna pick up. It is late. It's okay. It's not late, late for Andy. Andy goes to bed at four a.m. Eh, no, anymore. I, this is this is how I want to end the show today. Yeah, this is how I want to end the show today. Ando was not here last week. I was not. Well, last episode, I should say. So, Ando, I pose this question to you, Ando. All right, bring it. Uh-oh. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? What is this? I saw some bullshit about this, and uh, I rarely think about the Roman Empire. I did. Uh, I don't really think about the Roman Empire ever. That proves my point that Andy is not the average fellow, which is why Andy's <laughs> on my good side. <laughs> I, I saw some bullshit articles about apparently the average guy thinks about the Roman Empire all the time was like compares everything to that is that like yeah it was, do they it think the Roman off, Empire is the ideal uh, the peak of humanity when humanity would have that is best like and, military strategies and whatnot and uh, it started out as a TikTok trend where people would ask their male partners how often they think about the Roman Empire and surprisingly way too many of them thought about it way too often um but you're yeah. you're Andy, so you're different, and that's my, why. Like my it. daughter asked me that like a month ago, out of nowhere, texted me, and she when I was in Louisville, and I thought it was a, I thought it was her just being funny. I didn't know it was a trend, and I jokingly, of course, answered. I was like, oh, three times a week, which isn't true, but then she was like, oh, you fit right into that whole thing, and I was like, oh no, I don't really think about it. 
No, <laughs> some of these these men really did because they were asked to clarify, like, are you thinking about the Roman army? Are you thinking about Roman Catholic <laughs> rise? Are you thinking about? And so they would want clarification, which told you it was way too damn much. Are you thinking about vomitoriums? I'm not thinking about the Romans at all. Really. Yeah. Never. Well, there's also, I guess, if you want to be technical, you know, his his uh, he wrote meditations, which a lot of people like to reference and find that he's he was a a, a great philosopher. Marcus Aurelius, who was a former Roman Empire, was like a great philosopher to slip. So, well, the only I time still I don't think about the Romans. The only time I've ever thought about the Roman Empire in the past year is when I read that, uh, you know, there were bathhouses where everybody pooped together. And they shared toilet paper. It was a sponge on a stick. And you wipe <laughs> and dip it in water and you pass it to the next guy who uses the same one to wipe. You would. That's that is what you that's would just, think about. That's, gross. that's what they did. That's man. Gross, that is what you would think about, Joe. Well, I read that. I wouldn't even I want like, to think what? about that. That's what they did? Because like vomitoriums were we everybody puked. And then like you did you bathe? Everyone bathed together. Like it was. Well, remember there were no bath. Like people weren't rolling around with bathrooms back in the yeah, day. Yeah, didn't have plumbing. Wanted didn't have to bathe. Plumbing. It yeah. was a group effort. It's a different. But then also, they they wasn't like their diets were different. They yeah. they weren't as uh, I guess grotesque as some of us are nowadays. I'm ready to wipe my butthole. Pass me the sponge that you just got done wiping your butthole with. Larry. No. Okay, let's end. We started out. <laughs> Wrap this up. I can't. Thank you for listening to the Nerd School Podcast. president no more but evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor still more incarceration of my kids been by the prisons and people thinking this election to end racism proud of a pessimism glad to see obama but don't expect me not to speak out when i still see problems mr officer now they voters look like me you don't think again we're seeing brothers rolling down the street every martin luther king on his american dream still a rodney bnb and screaming fuck the police me i'm running through the pastures trying to get away from master but the dogs is on my ass i gotta move a little faster can't pass for caucasian but i got a couple papers from the plantation saying i graduated congratulations cool beans but to most school me trying to dodge stds living off government cheese trust the government please not even if it was me sitting in the oval office as commander-in-chief trying to give us this free but there's a nigga in my ear saying you got it superman you ought to keep it here get this distinctly clear i'm all about jetting raps kunta kente without the half stepping a new chapter Back with new lessons After that the final exam Any questions? QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com Excelsior